Concerts are bigger than ever these days, aren't they? So what effect is it having on the industry, music fans, and even the economy? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. I'm Jamie O'Hara, filling in for Sean Defoe. Trillions of all of your favourite currencies were printed during the pandemic to prop up the world's economy. It's easy to see how creating money out of nothing and adding it to what's already out there will cause inflation. But Queen Bee and Tay-Tay? Surely not. How does people buying tickets, hotel rooms and flights with their own money add to inflation? While the phrase tourflation popped up a lot in June 2023, the wonderfully dry KPMG chief economist Brendan Rinn told Sky News Australia he doesn't expect Taylor Swift's seven concerts there to have much of an impact on inflation. When Taylor Swift concerts are coming, the economy is probably going to be a bit weak. Domestic tourism effects shouldn't start to cause price increase too much during that period. The other thing to recognise is that you would anticipate with um, household disposable income being pretty stretched at the moment that anyone who's going to be spending money on a Taylor Swift ticket in theory should be displacing other spending. Um, and when you look at the recreational and spending, oh, sorry, recreational and cultural service element within CPI, it's got a lower weighting than, say, women's garment spending. While I say this all in theory and practice, I also know that not only am I going to be paying for four Taylor Swift tickets, I'll also be paying for four new pieces of clothing for the, everyone to be going as well. In theory, I'm anticipating it not to have too much of an effect. In practice, it may have a little bounce. Now, it is worth talking about Taylor Swift for a moment. If you've ever driven to a shop 100 metres from your house, you probably don't have the stamina for 151 three-hour-plus concerts over a year and a half. But Taylor does. The era's tour began on St. Patrick's Day last year. It's already the highest-grossing tour of all time and will finish on the 8th of December after another 85 or so concerts. It could finish at well over $2 billion, which has simply never been seen before. Add merchandising, the era's tour movie, music royalties, you're looking at an extraordinary amount of money. I've been looking at the forecasts for my own gross pay for the same period. Anyway, live music fanatic, co-editor of the book, gig memories from punks and friends, and lecturer at the Institute of Art, Design and Technology, Don Leary, Professor Michael Murphy, he says we're seeing a revolution in the music industry, which is being driven by live music. Traditionally, The recording industry was the economic driver. So you sold records, you sold CDs, which were more profitable for the record labels. There was a huge, huge, huge influx of cash in the 1980s. Loads of bands got signed. Fast forward to now, fewer bands get signed. It used to be everyone's dream, I want to get signed by a major label and become a global superstar. Those opportunities are becoming less. The focus, because it's where the money is, for the music industry, is on the live industry. So what's happening with, with, with Taylor Swift is nothing new in terms of the eyeballs, in terms of the metrics, in terms of the, of the global interest. But what is happening is that there's an under, underneath that, there's an economic earthquake. And Michael says live music adds greatly to the economy. 
a major artist on tour stopping in any particular city is absolutely an economic event. It's not just, oh, wasn't there someone playing in, in, in the Point Depot or, or the Three Arena? Last year, the top 10 artists, Taylor, Beyonce, Springsteen, Coldplay, Harry Styles, Morgan Wallen, Pink, The Weeknd and Drake combined the sort of numbers that they're doing. You mentioned Taylor, it is, it's over a billion. That's unprecedented. So the economic value to a city of a tour, that hasn't happened before. Sidebar. I want to look at a £60 dress for a minute, specifically one Taylor Swift was photographed wearing in January. By 9am, I was on the phone with my PR team being like, okay, well, what do we do here? Um, We were then also digging through our order history and trying to make sure that it definitely was our dress and then it had been ordered from us because we knew we hadn't sent it out to like a, a stylist or any kind of press situation. So we were checking through orders. So by about half past nine, we had confirmed it was ours. We knew that was our address. The press release was drafted. We sent it out. Yeah, then the the calls just started coming in and we were on every news website and on the news, actual telly news and everything. Like it just was, yeah, it was wild. We all know about cost of living pressures and especially on business and, you know, cost of raw materials and everything. This must have been great for your business. This must have really given it a a good shot in the arm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 2023 was one of the most challenging years we've ever experienced. And there's not a business owner I've spoken to who didn't feel the same way. Um, It seemed to just hit completely differently. There were so many challenges that all of us as business owners were facing that we've not had to before. So coming into 2024, it was daunting. It was a bit scary, you know, what's going to be ahead and how are we going to get through this? And for this to then happen and have this instant boost of traffic to the website and be linked to from all the, the biggest publications in the world. I mean, to put it simply, we did our month's target in that one day. That's Jade Robertson from Little Lies. Can you describe the dress for me, Jade? And how hard is it to get one now? <laughs> so it's a little crushed velvet in like a dark olive green. It's a mini dress with a scoop neck, long sleeve, and it's a little kind of fit and flare. Um, very 70s inspired. And yeah, it's you, you can't get one now. <laughs> we did we did some pre-order um, and made another run of them, but it is, the pre-order had to close because we couldn't take orders for any more. So yeah. We are currently waiting on the manufacture of that to be completed so that we can get them out to the the first wave of pre-orders and then we'll take it from there, I suppose. I mean, obviously, this is something you never anticipate as a business anyway, but even if somebody had said to me, tomorrow Taylor Swift's going to wear your dress, I never would have considered that this would have been the reaction to it. Um, it's wild that one person can have such an influence, but... I think what really captured people's attention on this one was that it was such an affordable dress. So people saw it and they were like, oh my God, that's Taylor Swift's dress and I can afford it. So they just went for it. Back to Michael Murphy, who says having a handful of huge stars could actually be a bad thing for anyone looking to make it in the industry. Major firms are buying the rights. We saw it, what, a couple of days ago. Michael Jackson, you know, part of his catalogue was sold. And, you know, Springsteen, Shakira, Donnie Parton, Dylan have recently sold the rights to their back material. So what are the music companies going to spend their time on promoting? They're not looking for a band from BlackRock. They're not looking for a rapper from from Ennis, which means that fewer Irish artists will get record deals, will get the promotion that you need because everyone releases music, but very few people get heard. 
So we are at this absolutely world-shaking in terms of the music industry, at a world-shaking moment. People really need to start thinking about live music, the price of concerts. Are we going to isolate a generation of music lovers and say, look, if you're working part-time, if you're suffering from the economic crisis, you don't actually matter to the music industry. It's potentially catastrophic for Ireland. Economics aside, Michael, who has been to over 5,000 gigs, brought up a very good point that I think is a perfect note to end on. It's this really unusual convergence of of economic factors, because you have to buy the ticket, and the ticket can be very expensive. But then on the other side, you're making a personal connection. People go to concerts because they really, really matter. Something that means so much to some people will cry if they don't get the ticket for their artist. I'm so sympathetic to people who love live music. I, I am that person. There's an emotional connection. You know, you can look at this through sociology and you can look at this through pure economics. But there are people involved. It, it's not just blank numbers, people trade in shares. It's an incredibly emotional decision to buy the concert ticket. And you will meet many people who will say, and I'm one of them, concerts changed my life. So that's how concert tours and artists impact your life and the economy, for better or for worse. It looks like they're here to stay and will only get bigger. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. John Kyo is the series editor and Lachlan Hart is on sound.